I feel like once we've gotten to like I don't know, like twenty, it'll probably start to feel like oh, we've done we've done quite a few now. I don't know. I thought you were gonna say like a hundred or two hundred. No, I mean I don't know. I mean I, I I listen to a lot of podcasts, and when they get to like number, I don't know, maybe like between fifteen and thirty, they start to sort of like. I don't know. It, it just depends. We're gonna peak. Know. We're gonna peak in ten episodes. Well, no, I don't mean peak. I mean they sort of get into their flow. Oh, you know, they the sort of, they're yeah, so sure. used to what they're doing now. It's just all muscle memory at that point. Yeah, I look forward to that because I'm still kind of you know thinking. Okay, have I written down the time footnote? Um, are we? You know, have we got enough stuff to move along with, etc.? When that all becomes automatic or more automatic then you'll be able to focus more on what you're saying and that's obviously the aim of the game, isn't it? Uh-huh. Mm. So we've um we've had some interesting weeks, Jay. I've as I told you, I'm really look I've been really looking forward to this yeah. show this week. Um I think we're both in a pretty similar place at the moment. Yeah, we're sort of uh hit that slump, I guess you could call it, right? Sure. Yeah. I guess you could say that we're like over like we've we've no we've played so because we've had this amount of time off yeah we've just sort of played so much that we need we not necessarily need a break we just need to slow it down maybe (laughs) yeah i think i feel pretty saturated yeah Um, yeah that's a good way of putting it yeah saturated yeah uh oh jay actually um have you seen the martian yes it's probably one of my favorite films we, me and India saw it last night for the first time. You are joking, my dude. The I'm first not, time. Not. Dude, I've watched that film like two or three times in one day. Really? It's so good. <laughs> what do you mean? It, it is really good. Oh, no, yeah, I really man. enjoyed it. I'm glad I you did. It's bloody brilliant. Yeah, really good. I, That's surprising, I, man. It's taking that long. Prob- it, well, yeah, these things take time. but They do. You're right. I, yeah. That it's just on my that. Netflix list. Mate, how, do you know what's weird? If you add a film to a Netflix list and it goes off Netflix, it remembers it when it comes back on. And not yeah, only I've that, it, that. Remembers, it remembers where you were. How freaky is that? I mean, I don't know. There's some, there must be some some sort of algorithm or a bit of yeah. coding that allows that to happen. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was, you know, it, it, it obviously it's good for me. But um, yeah, really enjoyed it, mate, actually. Um, do you know what I liked about it? It was light-hearted ish. It had like you know strong comedic elements, and I think that helped it a lot because I can't remember the last time I saw a light-hearted space film. Hmm. See, Mar- I, mean I, in, I mean that in a compliment. I know what you mean. Way. I feel like The Martian is a good place for a lot of previous space movies that have had issues before. Yeah. Or movies that have any amount of like sort of not necessarily fantasy but sort of you know like some sort of level of technology almost like a survival horror but not really type film yeah like i think the martian is probably one of the best done like the martian along with interstellar are probably my two favorite space movies i still need to watch buddy 2001 me too mate me too yeah it's still on my list but I've, i've i think i've tried watching it but probably wasn't in the right space at the time i just need to be in the right well, headspace one of the issues i've got with those classic as i told you well i don't know if i have told you but i've got a post next to me for like a hundred movies to watch oh yeah i've seen is that the one that i've seen all over the internet recently <laughs> probably like you scratch out the logo yeah you scratch it yeah yeah i do think the list changes every year though because i think it's from imdb or something like that but, oh, okay. um 
the one that I've got, you've got Citizen Kane on it, you've got Lawrence of Arabia on it, and it's just like, oh no, I just I don't want to. Lawrence of Arabia isn't too bad actually. Really? Yeah, that's not a bad one. Citizen Kane though, oh, that's the thing. Citizen Kane is deba- is debated in the in the world of movies to be the best film of all time. So I know, but it's so old. Yeah. And I know that I should be more respectful, but at the end of the day, if we haven't if we haven't progressed a little in seventy plus years since it's been out, I get a bit worried. Mm. If you know what, what I mean is, I think to some degree, older films should be harder to watch because hopefully we're improving. You know, I, mean, I guess yeah. And like for example, I've been watching a lot of The Sopranos, and that yeah. started in ninety nine, <laughs> I think. And my colleague at work was worried that it would be too old, and it's absolutely not. You know, fortunately, <laughs> it's still, classic. yeah, but it's still, it's still one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. So you have, so, you, have you watched all of it before? No. So you're still making your way through it. So you don't yeah. know what happens at the end. I do. Well, I know the one thing that happens at the end. Okay, the one that's talked about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it got, oh, uh, I don't know, but it got spoiled for me. So I'm okay. like, I know, I don't know how to phrase it without, you know, because I don't want to spoil it. Um, I know one of the main characters' deaths. Okay. Um, I mean, that's part of it, but I'm guessing you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, when you see it, you'll know what I mean. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've watched the whole thing. Really? Yep. Do this like family it? is obsessed with it. <laughs> oh, mate, I didn't even. Talk to me. Do you like it? Well, yeah, of course. It's the Sopranos. It's a classic. It is a classic, isn't it? I, when I'm watching it, mate, I don't really know why it's so good, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's strange. I think it's because it was probably one of the first things, one of the first, uh, what's the way I put it? Like, I don't think any, I mean, obviously mafia type movies and TV shows have been done before, but this was, a new, yeah. I think, a new, more modern at the time, a more modern take on it. So, Yeah. I think it just it just happened to you know relate with some people at the time. You know? do, what do you think about the idea that no one in that show is likable, and yet I can't stop watching it? Game of Thrones. Interesting. Many people in that show are not likable, but you can't stop you know watching it. I do think though you have the relief characters such as that bald guy, the eunuch, or whatever. You've got Tyrion in the later seasons. Plus, both shows are done by HBO. Hmm. I think very right? true, very yeah. true. Along with big, I've, I have to say, I do think, generally speaking, HBO makes some of the best TV ever. Mm-hmm. They really um, do. Watching The Outsider at the minute, the uh, Stephen King. That's it's very good? yeah, it's bloody brilliant, but it's making me very anxious. <laughs> oh, I can watching imagine. it, it's very like you don't know what's going to happen next, so you just sort of oh. like, oh, I want to watch the next one. It. What was it? Um... We mean we watched Big Little Lies seasons mm. one and two, loved it, uh, but it's so it like it's perhaps more intense than The Sopranos to some degree. Really? Like you watch an episode and you're like, because it's more gossipy. It's more yeah. like, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. And Just drama get, inducing, mate. Well, to be fair, The Sopranos, you watch like one episode and you're like, oh my god, I can't. I need to take a break here. This is so intense. Yeah, it's very uh, um, graphic. Yeah, and and in, yeah, the in, interactions between the characters—it's very, very intense. Anyway, what we yeah, should Mar- we get should we get started with oh, some gaming? Was, last thing I was going to say, uh, the Martian 
one of Ridley oh, Scott's yeah. best recent films. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Good. It came out like a while ago, was it 2016 or something? 2015, mate. Oh, Jesus, so long ago. That is not. so worrying. <laughs> yeah, that is very worrying. Yeah. yeah, okay, we'll move on. So, yeah. TVO show number eight. Um, we've both, yeah, we're at similar places. Do you want, Jay, want to... Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Uh, you... Uh, you can start. Okay, okay. So, I've got a lot of... Th- Alright, I've got a lot to talk about. I'll try and concise it. Okay, mm. so... <laughs> Red Dead 2... Um, I've had... I've had a big revelation in the last week. And I've decided that I have been wrong about my opinion of how long games are. Oh, which so my opinion was that I didn't accept the argument that The Witcher Three is too long because I argue that every hour you spend in that game is a star, 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 compared to a shorter game, which may be a B overall, or even ten games you play. Let's say they're B, Cs, A stars. I'm I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to give a little generalization here to support the argument. Okay. All I'm trying to say is that every hour you spend in The Witcher 3 is that good because of the game that I think it justifies the length. And while okay. you could play more games, those games may not be as good individually as the overall experience you're getting from The Witcher 3. Uh-huh. And I think there is something to that, hence why people play Skyrim so long, etc. And I think that is true for The Witcher 3. Red Dead 2 is too long. <laughs> Okay. It's too long. Is it I've longer done... than The Witcher? Ooh, that's a great question. I never checked my days on... I need to check my day playtime on Witcher 3, but I think Red Dead 2 is longer. Okay. Or I think I've put more time... So you're, feels, you're saying there's a threshold like... then, right? It feels like I've put more time into Red Dead 2, and yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. There's um... a barrier, there's a wall. There's a, there's a... Would you say the wall... Is dependent on personal preference, or is there like a set wall? Is it like a set place where every person will always get bored by this point? I or think not satisfied. Not, <laughs> I think it does depend on the player, but I think that going from the YouTube comments I've seen on almost every guide video I've had to look up, there seems to be a lot of people feeling the fatigue that I am, and I mean a lot. I. I spent three hours looking for a turkey in right, okay. New, in, in New Austin, New Austin. Yeah, that's that's too long. I would have given up after about forty-five minutes. <laughs> I just, I just can't. It's too long, mate. It, I'll finish the story. I've done ninety-eight point nine percent of the game, and I know you think you, you know, you might think this is a failure or I'm giving up, and that's exactly no. what this is. No, like, I, I am, think it is. I'm drawing the. <laughs> I'm drawing the line. Yeah. I am saying I'm drawing the line. I'm <laughs> drawing the boundary. I'm saying that, you know, it's only because I've had this much free time that I was able to dive that much more into it. Yeah. And I don't regret the time I've spent trying to complete it. But what I am saying as of today is that it is too long. There is too many things to do for hundred percent completion. They are too tedious and I will never finish that game it is too long tell you what you just brought up something really important Uh that we may or may not want to save this for another time but do you think games should be made or even like perceived in the mindset of 
people who are playing it don't have that much free time, right? The people obviously have to work. So why would I want to play a game that is going to maybe potentially last me so much longer because I'm only playing it two or three hours a day versus sure. someone who can play it all day, right? Because I don't think technically there is anybody who could take, who could, you know, realistically play as yeah. much as we, you know, as as we are right now. So people on benefits, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like games are aren't made really. For someone who is maybe working i mean multiplayer games are probably the only real things that you could compare that to because obviously you can put 10 minutes into a game and you'd be good right, right. exactly but a single player you could depending on the save schedule as it were like the save capabilities like some games don't let you save until you get to a certain point right sure so you have to then know, give up part of your day to better get to that extra section yeah you know I mean, that the save is fairly, you know, the saving is fairly rare. So, but... Saving on Red Dead is like, uh, it's auto save, right? Yeah. But isn't it, so let, let's say like you're just sort of in the middle of a mission or maybe just in the middle of like walking around somewhere and then you quit the game all of a sudden, would it save at that point? Does it save before you quit? It is yeah. like a save and quit, doesn't it? Like an auto save and quit. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fine. So, great question, mate. I think there's a few things to discuss there. So one, I think you're right in that observation, mm. but I think that the developers, if they want to build a 60-hour single-player campaign, they will. Yeah, I know that doesn't right. really help, but I, I, what I'm trying to say is that <sighs> I think Rockstar made a game that long on purpose, I guess. Mm. That being said, Jay, that being said, number two, can Red Dead 2's campaign seriously not be more concise? Uh, when you're doing a mission where you are getting an oil wagon to block a train, mm-hmm. could you not just put a wagon on the train tracks? Like, does it have to be an oil wagon? Um, oh, Isn't, wasn't that, the oil like supposed to be to do with like keep get, setting it on fire or something? No, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember if I. So I all I'm bit. saying is like, and I'm just using that as an example because of the mission yeah. I completed recently. Um, I think you have to ask the question of, can this game be more concise for the better? Now, what I will say, Jay, is that I've played quite a few games over the last couple of years, which I think that is the case. Assassin's Creed Origins could do with trimming off at least 50 hours. Okay. And number three, and I'll justify this, buy Mm. games such as, a great reference for you, Jay, Spider-Man. A 20 to 40 hour game, which doesn't waste your time, which respects no. your time and which is still a let for argument's sake a nine out of ten, if not and ten out. The of side 10. missions aren't egregious. They're like they're literally just like saving someone. Like you beat up a few thugs exactly. and that's it, really, isn't it? Like I would exactly. say the like even the collectibles or the things you've got to find around the map doesn't take that long to do. Exactly. Like I I did it so like quickly and it actually like benefits you by doing it in some way. Some of it is obviously cosmetic, but exactly and. Another game, God of War, similar length. Yeah. Uh, another game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, similar length. Another game, I think the first-person shooters, Wolfen- the new Wolfenstein first-person shooter campaigns, they're fantastic. I think they respect your time. And actually, I think for the most part, FPS campaigns do respect your time because naturally, I don't think they can be designed to be 50 hours long, so to speak. That's another so, good question. Would you say that the length of a game 
determines how well it'll do. In terms of um, how much it sells? Yeah. I'm sure there's another, like, another great question. I'm sure there's someone who's done that, who's like taken all the data and like compared it all to see like what time length of a game out on average is like best for sales overall. Although I guess it probably the results wouldn't be too accurate because obviously some games will do better depending on who sells it, right? Yeah, I mean, like marketing it out and stuff like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you probably could test that annoyingly, but there you go. I think I think that the game will give be given credit if it has a lot of really good quality content that again feels like you're getting bang for your buck, so to speak. Okay, and I think reviewers will give. Well, I know that Angry Joe, for example, definitely takes that into consideration when he's giving a verdict for a game. Hmm. Uh, in terms of, you know, this game's campaign is like 15 hours long compared to the last Call of Duty's four hour long campaign. Again, generalizations. Hmm. I, I think that I think players respond well to that. I think if they buy a game like The Witcher 3, I think they're pleasantly surprised that they get this much content for £50, the same as Spider-Man, which is a fifth of that. And I'm not yeah. saying that Spider-Man's any less of a game for it. No, that's, yeah, that's a good point there, yeah. It's not. It's like it's equally as good, if not better, that's the thing. Exactly, which yeah. is interesting because you're talking about a game that's five times the length. Do you know what's funny? But- I'm hoping that Cyberpunk will be longer than The Witcher, if not as long, but I, I would be probably annoyed at other games if they were as long, if that makes sense. Like, I yeah. feel like some games lend themselves to being longer. Like a game that literally exactly. immerses you in a world that allows you to live a certain way, you're probably going to want to be in that world longer versus a game where, like Spider-Man, I mean, you would want to live like that for longer, but I feel like it does get a little bit stale. If you like, Let's say if you had to play Spider-Man for 100 hours, I imagine at some point you'd be like, "Wow, I'm like I'm still doing this." <laughs> like, I don't think there'd be enough content to be able to get that far. That's the thing. I, I I think you've made a great point, mate. I think I think that me and you played Fallout Four for two hundred plus hours because we wanted to be in that world, right? Mm. And it's funny because when you look at the mecha- the core gameplay mechanics, you might think there's no way I'm going to play this game for two hundred. I think hours, that's but- a massive part of it. Isn't it? The mechanics are a massive part of it. Hundred percent. But for, let's say, for argument's sake, the core mechanics mechanics of web swinging and uh, you know beating up bad guys in Spider Man is better than the Fallout Four shooting mechanics. Let's just say that it still yeah. feels out of place that a game like Spider Man would be a hundred hours, or that a game like Wolfenstein Two would be fifty hours. That feels really out of place. Yet it feels completely normal for Fallout Four to be that long. To be two hundred hours long, how strange is that? Hmm. Maybe there's some sort of like subconscious thing there. Maybe we just because we've previous games that have been like it have been so long, we're just like expecting the next ones to be as long. I think, uh, yeah, I definitely think that's a. As you could say with Spider-Man games, like or any game that's, you know, that that type of game, you know, like even the the Batman games are similar to the Spider-Man ones. We know they're not going to be. You know, fifty plus hours. They're only going to be maybe somewhere between twenty and thirty of that. Yeah, you know, maybe fifteen to twenty. You know, and I do think that when a game shakes that that bias, that that expectation, I think we notice. So, for example, Doom oh, Eternal yeah. is apparently like pre- 
considerably longer than you might expect when you play through the campaign. I would expect it to be ten, between 10 and 15 at most. Yeah, so apparently it's like minimum 20. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. So I think we have to get used to that as gamers. And I think over time, people will probably look at that as a good thing if if the quality contends, you know, is, is good enough to support that length. Mm, okay. Um, but... Yeah, I Red Dead Two campaign is over. I'm no, I'm not going for, I'm not going for the all achievements anymore. Uh, the the online is still very much broken. I've tried multiple times with my friends, um, it's broken. I I hold my hands up. I guess the game's beaten me, but I don't think it has. I think I've drawn a line. To be and... honest, I feel like 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 you say, a lot of it is to do with luck, especially the the finding of certain animals, right? Correct. So, like, I guess you could compare it to me playing uh, Borderlands or you playing Borderlands and trying to hunt for a certain legendary. You can only put so much time into it before you you get it. You know, I could get it first time or I could get it on the hundredth time. You just don't know, do you? Yeah. Like you could play that game another hundred times and still not ever see it again. So, yeah. you, at this point, you've sort of been like, right, I know I've got other things to do. I'm probably going to enjoy myself more if I'm going to put my time into other things versus this, because you're just good. You could, exactly. you could spend a year on that game and still not see it. So it's just not worth it at this point. Exactly. I think it's, it's definitely more beneficial for you to stop playing it right now. Yeah. It's like, do I finish this movie bucket list poster or do I just finish Red Dead 2? Like I'd rather watch all these movies. I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot more from watching the movies too. That right now. Yeah. And I don't know, man, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, kind of i'm not frustrated or annoyed like that's kind of left me now yeah I'm but you were feeling... initially though right i was i yeah, was like yeah you always get that though. i think like last whenever it was shortly after our show last week or maybe at the weekend i was just thinking nah this is not this is not doesn't feel good <laughs> no and furthermore to your point this is coming from someone who has quite a lot of time on their hands at the moment mm. if i don't want to play this game when i've got quite a lot of time who you know how does average joe feel when he comes home with two kids and he's got an hour to play a game like yeah. no way i mean he'd have to he or she would have to uh be okay with not you know trying to get everything they'd have to be the casual gamer exactly they? But if there was exactly. someone like me or you and they only had an hour or two then it would feel you know crappy <laughs> he'd be like yeah. well i'm never gonna get this done i'm still exactly. gonna be sitting here a year from now Exactly, especially with yeah. a game like Fallout, for example. Um, yeah, so, moving on to what else I've been doing. So, yeah. I, I left I left Xbox for a couple of days, which mm. probably sounds really overdramatic. No, I um, did too. I could play. I stopped entirely. I was like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not feeling it. And then you need to get back. On. You, you need to miss it, right? Hundred percent. You need to have have a bit of a break, miss it, and then start to love it again exactly yeah. which is what i'm doing now like i started uh playing through detroit again on ps4 i still need to play that it, uh i was like i could finish this but i don't really want to yeah I know what you so mean. i'm gonna leave it so anyway so call of duty modern warfare 2 campaign came out remastered mm. on xbox so i thought you know what i really fancy an fps right now i think it's it's dumb action fun that I could really do with right now after the slog that is Red Dead 2. Mm. So I played through it um, and I loved it, mate. You do it on easy? I did it on hardened. 
Okay. And I will say that that is literally the perfect difficulty for me, where it's not easy, but it's not veteran, which I will shoot up the walls if I play that difficulty mode. Like, I could do it, but again, I'm not going to spend 30 hours trying to do it. It's weird. I think on that one, or on that one of the previous ones before that, I think for the longest time I actually did most of the core duties on the highest difficulty. Yeah. It doesn't... I mean, it's not... Not no, that I, difficult, but it's just I, it can be very frustrating. Exactly, and like I did too. I did most of the levels on the original Modern Warfare Two on Veteran, but I just don't want to waste my time doing that. Yeah, like, it's it's it could be potentially less fun than if you did it on something easy. Well, yeah, and so I, I thought Harden was just such a perfect difficulty for me. Yeah, challenging uh, enough. It. Exactly, um, and to be fair, Jay, I think there is a whole another argument we could talk about about the difficulty spikes between difficulties because it's a real problem mm. in some games. Like, I was yeah. speaking to my brother about it, and it's like, how could it be so much harder one difficulty mode up? You know, um, and does the game compensate for that? Does it give you something that allows you to get potentially, you know, better in any way to improve? Exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I finished that. I loved it. Uh, I think it was still way ahead of its time. I, I think forgot I up. about the uh, the no Russian mission. Mission. I totally forgot about it until I saw a clip on Twitch of a streamer playing it and being like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that existed yeah. once." Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, as I said before on the show, you know this this campaign has a special place. Finished it in one night after getting it at midnight. Yeah. I um. I still think it's one of the best FPS campaigns ever made. It's definitely one of my favourites, if not my favourite. I think the Modern Warfare campaign 1 has more variation and more differentiation in the mission design. For example, all gillied up and that sort of thing. Uh, I I, I love that mission. Yeah, and there's way more kind of real... uh, It feels like there's more proper behind the behind the cover SAS missions on Modern Warfare 1 compared to the action elements of modern warfare 2 yeah but i thought i actually thought the acting is much better in modern warfare 2 like considerably like i'm believing these characters i'm believing what they're saying um i think it was way ahead of its time i'm super glad that respawn the the kind of team behind those campaigns are still making the best fps campaigns out there if not fps so respawn did um titanfall right Time for one and two, yeah. yeah Apex okay. Legends, um, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. So that's great. I'm super happy that, you know, I think that feeds into why I like Timefall so much, to be honest, is because it comes mm. from that team. But I'm, um, yeah, I really loved going through that campaign again. And I, I think the question is would you recommend it at 20 pounds? I treated myself. Depends how much you like the campaign. If you really miss it, I would say absolutely go for it. It's polished. It looks great. It actually looks to me like a, a modern Call of Duty game. Now, that I was going to say, said, it surprised me when I saw it. I thought, wow, this is actually like really good. <laughs> I think it looks good. That being said, I haven't played like I haven't got the new Call of Duty, so I don't want people to think you know I'm I'm overstating how good it, it does looks. feel. Very different, I will say. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, have you got it? Well, I've played Warzone. I mean, you, can, you know, it's pretty much exactly oh, the same. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So, um, oh, I see what you're saying. So the new Call of Duty feels really different. Yeah, it does. It, it feels similar, but there is an aspect of it that's different. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's better for the better or worse. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. so i loved the man it was great and that's bad. yeah that's good I, I did like most of the achievements apart from the veteran ones yeah. uh, and the getting the like stupidly quick time on the training course mm. uh <laughs> yeah, yeah and that. um another that was another one where i could get it but i'd have to spend another two hours trying i can't be asked so yeah i've really enjoyed that and it was not a really nice break from red dead 2 and i uh yeah i'm, I'm glad they put it out there and I I do want to correct myself, Jay. Um, mm. I think I may have said before that Infinity War did that internally, and they didn't. Activision did it with Beanox, who are one of their kind of remake remaster studios. I believe they did Crash Team Racing remake. Oh, okay. So uh, just want to put that out there. So Infinity mm. War may not be as busy as we thought internally, um, despite the Warzone release. Sure. So yeah, loved it. And finally, I'm listening to the Gris soundtrack which has been really, really great. I think this game's going to grow on me. And I okay. think the music... Yeah, so you, you I, did 100% that, right? Or is there still a I few did. things you need to Yeah, yeah, I platinumed it. And I think that the music is going to help me cement that game in my gaming memory, so to speak. Oh, okay, good, yeah. Um, but I've waffled way, way too much, Jay. So let, tell me what where, where you're at at the moment. I'm in a similar place. I actually... I think because I've been playing so many bloody Final Fantasies, that's probably what's done it. <laughs> like I mean, they're, they're so long, games, and they mate. just they yeah. take you know they take a while to. They take a lot of. I've I've found whenever I play a game, there's like a certain mental barrier I have to get past when it gets to a certain time. Like I know how I can sort of perceive how much mental energy it's going to take for me to complete a game, which is actually kind of what I've had with Wolfenstein 2 I like I think I played maybe like an hour of it and I was like oh I just know how much it's going to take out of me to be able to play this game so I stopped sure. buying it <laughs> did you so how far did you get it uh, I probably finished just after like doing the U-boat bit okay what, what did you think of, of the game to us I'm impressed I'm glad I love how it looks I love how it feels I love the story you know everything's great about it I will eventually get around to it good good um, but I think it was the collectibles that actually took it out of me in my head. I was like, I don't really want to do the collectibles for this game. There is quite a few from what I remember. There's 300 or so, technically. Jeez, yeah. That's but for the achievements, you need 257 of them. Okay. <clears throat> so I was like, yeah, I don't want to spend this much time doing this. And you were doing them as you went along? Well, I mean, I wasn't even attempting to even get them. Like, I think you don't actually technically, you don't start getting them until you get to a certain point in the game anyway. Oh, okay. Um... So in my mind, I was like, right, well, I'll play the rest of this game without getting the collectibles, and then that'll be it. But then, even then, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it right now. Sure. <laughs> but I, I will, I will eventually come to it because I need to because it's you know, Wolfenstein yeah, too. I need to know well, what happens. I think you will. Just yeah, in I need time. to just get to the right point in time. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, I think, I don't know how long ago it was. You mentioned something like you wanted to play like a Diablo-style game. I think. Uh, it's not been like a month or two ago. I can't remember now. Probably. But that sort of reminded me of a game that I have called Chaos Bane. Do you know what this is? I don't. So Chaos Bane is a Warhammer game. Yeah. But it's uh, it's basically the Warhammer version of Diablo, essentially, right? Okay, cool. And it came out maybe like a year ago to the day, even. <laughs> Like, it came out exactly a year ago. I remember playing it enough to be, you know, 
to be satisfied back in you know when it first came out because it was Diablo but was wow and I love wow so I thought this would be great but then I came back to it and finished with another character so I was you know happy about that I I was surprised by how short the ca- the campaign was actually because the the campaign on Diablo was quite long versus uh versus this one is it on PC what Chaos Bane yeah I don't know actually I'm playing it on PS4. Oh, okay. So how how is it? Is it good? Yeah, no, I love it. It's it's actually in the style of Warhammer that isn't 40k. So it's all the sort of more, the more fantasy style stuff, rather than like, like the guns and stuff. Yeah, so it's sort of elves and uh, like dwarves and humans and stuff. But they've got like shields and axes and yeah. bows and arrows. You know, very very basic type. Uh, so- even though the, the the story's shorter, is the replayability there so it justifies it? Or Yeah, they've got a very similar system with the legendary system, sure. which I think was the Paragon system in... Sounds right. In Diablo, yeah. where after you got to max level, you sort of kept leveling and you could get more bonuses off of that. Yeah. So yeah, no, I like it because there's a lot. There's a, The trees that you can spend the points on are very varied. Like You can make your build very different if you, you know, depending on where you put your skill points or whatever. So, and uh, how does it how does it stack up compared to Diablo three? I wouldn't say it's as good necessarily. It's just like it's good enough, you know. Like sure, it's, it it scratches that itch definitely. Yeah, and I like yeah. the way it looks. Like I love the whole aesthetic with. Warhammer, but that isn't 40k. It's all got these sort of like demons and very like gory looking, sort of disgusting areas and stuff. So, Have weirdly, you played it I, what this one? Yeah, yeah. No, I played it when it first came out, um, about a year ago, and then came back to it. Oh, okay, sorry. This yeah, week, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And they they'd actually added some some games to it. There's a season pass because I got the special edition when it first came out. Yeah. Um, there was a season pass and there was some DLCs. I think there's actually still some DLCs to come out. <laughs> so I might even be able to attempt those at some point. Nice. They look Is the DLCs any good? Are they sizable? Are they... I don't know. I'll have to, have to check it out. They look like they should be. I think they add some more stuff to it as well, like some new items maybe or like sure. more skills. I don't know. So it scratches the itch? Definitely, yeah. I'm very happy. It's one of those ones you can literally jump into for a couple minutes. And yeah. then not have to worry about, and it it also scratches that itch of like getting loot and like better loot. Yeah, which is what yeah. I've been trying to do with uh, Borderlands Three as well. Like it sort of gets to that point where you're like, oh, I just want better loot, so I'm just going to keep grinding for it. <laughs> Are you still still on Borderlands Three, or what's the? Yep, still playing Borderlands Three here and there, listening to podcasts while I do it because that's probably the best way to listen to podcasts is just play a game that's very, you know. Uh, a lot of muscle memory. We don't really have to pay too much attention. Yeah, to screen, yeah. So. You're not listening yeah. to story elements, are you? So no, exactly. New story yeah. elements. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then aside from that, um, I guess you've been same with me in terms of just taking a bit of a break, really. Yeah, I'm still sort of deciding on what I want to do. There's been as there's, there's actually been a game that I've been wanting to get, but don't want to spend the money on right now. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a game called Snow Runner. Okay. Have you heard of this? I have not. So there's a game that came out 2017 called Mud Runner. It's essentially like a truck driving simulation game, right? A driving simulation, but with with specific trucks 
Oh yeah, okay. And you, yeah, you yeah, basically yeah. you'd have to like change gears and like do different maneuvers to get through these like muddy landscapes to be able to deliver stuff, right? Yeah. And that's essentially what this is, but they've they've now added snowy places onto that, and they've made it a bigger game. So this like seems a like much a, bigger game. This seems like a really specific game that you would want to play, if that makes sense. It's, like, uh, that's that's part of my like reasoning on not buying it because I know that it's one of those games that I could potentially either fall in love with or not want to touch it again, and then it's a massive waste of money. What what's made you want to buy a, a truck simulator, mate? Uh, it's weird. It's got like I don't know. I think it's the aspect of like upgrading cars and like being able to buy these new bigger ones that are like better. <laughs> like I like games that have us have a certain progression to them. Yeah. Like, I want to just have like the knowledge of like being able to do well in the game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like it looks like one of those games that you can just kind of learn as you go along, and by the end of it, you'd be like amazing at it. Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't feel like I know it's one of those games where if I do start playing it, I'll probably like just not want to play it right after, and that'll piss me off. <laughs> Fair. Fair. So, uh, so yeah, just sort of been contemplating that, and then just trying to decide what what else to do. Yeah. 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 I've I mean, got... there isn't really much coming out, I don't think. No. Well, yeah, not until June now, which is nice. Um, nice break. Uh, especially yeah, if anyone's got a massive back catalogue. So. I was going to say I've, I need to. I think what I need to do is look into my back catalogue and see what I can, what I can muster up the mood to be in to be able to play at this point. I do think that an element of playing video games for me is that I enjoy them more when I've gone to work all day, come home, done some chores, spent some time with uh, India, and then uh, and then started playing them because it feels like a reward. Rather than yeah. right now, where it feels like I'm overindulging. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like too much of a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is nice for like a few days, but yeah. Um, okay. So, do you want to? Would you like to move on, Jay? Anything else you want to discuss about your current situation? Um, there was one more thing, not necessarily situation, just some Final Fantasy thing, really quick. Sure, yeah. Uh, we had a similar thing about Elder Scrolls, I think, last week or the week before, about there being like a listing listing for a, a job. Oh, okay, sure. They've had, they've had a similar thing with a potential Final Fantasy game that's coming up. So um, do we think this is like 7 Remake 2, or do we no, think, think this is Final Fantasy Yeah, this is potentially 16. This is like a separate really? section of Square Enix. So I think Square Enix have like three or four different departments. Yeah. They're like, working yeah, on four years, games yeah. at once, essentially, and this this particular department have put up a few uh, job listings, and there's actually some concept art with with an interview with the lead designer of this upcoming game that we have no idea about, saying that if it was going to be anything, it would be um, fantasy. It would be all fantasy. It'd be more. It'd be more sort of like uh, like swords and, swords and shields and dragons oh. and you know castles and stuff. Which this this piece of That's concept great. art essentially like gives us that it gives us this massive castle in this very fantasy looking almost like fable but bigger <laughs> yeah but i, I think that's I have a great feeling direct. it's going to be a new final fantasy a lot of people do but we'll have to wait and see <laughs> would you are you excited about final fantasy 16 yeah any any new final fantasy story i can get my my teeth into i'm excited about at this point yeah 
I think I found I think a new love for upcoming Final Fantasy games now. That definitely feels like the right direction to go in. I feel like, yeah, looking to anything before 13, I kind of struggle to look at and go, I want to play that now. Because the graphics don't quite do it for me. 100%. Like, 13 is like the minimum I'm going to go now, I think. So everything yeah. past this now, I'm going to look forward to, because it'll be potentially better, I imagine. Well, it definitely will be the graphics department. And I'm kind of hoping that they do, a, like, a, if they are going to do a new Fire Fantasy, it'll all be new story, new characters, it'll have nothing to do with previous games, and it'll just be, like, its own new trilogy or something, you know? Yeah, what drove the decision, Jay, to have Final Fantasy fifteen exist with the same lore as thirteen? Was it just because it started out with versus thirteen? Um, what you mean? Uh, why did it continue to go on the same sort of vein? Yeah. After it detached itself from thirteen. No, 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 no. I just mean why does Final Fantasy fifteen exist with the same lore as thirteen? Like considering oh. it's a new Final Fantasy game. Because I think it was supposed to be part of that universe. Okay. Yeah. I think it was supposed to tie in somehow, but then they, they, they decided not to so far into development. They had to keep most of what they already had. They didn't want to start all over again because it took them long enough to get there. So. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that's it. <laughs> you know, you don't want to waste all that time. And they've got had a good enough product, so. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That, that's exciting if you're into that. Yeah. I, I doubt we're going to see that for a few years, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put that the very far back in my mind and wait for news much, much later. Yeah, wait for the trailer. Although, Gnome Square Enix, mate, they do like announcing things well before they're ready. So That's very true. Buddy, seven, they probably announced it in, what, 2015? 16, I think. 16, yeah, a I while think. ago. Yeah, a while Maybe ago. Maybe 2015. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to. Oh, hold on. Oh yeah, I know. I decided what I was going to do. Actually, yeah. Oh yeah. no. Welcome to the news with me, Christopher Wacken. <laughs> wow, wow. Your father, you gave me this watch. That's Suck like ass. <laughs> That's like so close to being it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's very good. Attempt. That's very Fair good. Attempt. Fair That's attempt. not bad. That's not bad. Okay. Well, new stories. Exciting things. I can't tell if that's a joke at this point now. Uh, but I'm just going with it, man. Sorry, okay. what are you going to say? Uh, yeah, do you want to start with yours then? Yeah, man. So I guess it's kind of joke at this point because this is all things we love anyway. So. Well, that's true. Unbelievable that this... So, yeah. 
this new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order content dropped 4th of May, Star Wars Day. Uh, like, what, fourth. two weeks after I finished the game? Unbelievable. Yeah, anyway. it's definitely going to, well, potentially be more beneficial for you, but I'm I'm slightly unimpressed by this. Okay, interesting. There's so... one, one aspect about it that I love. One aspect. Okay. And you okay. know that. You, you can already guess what that aspect is. Uh, I think I can. Oh, yes, I do. Of course I do. Because I had the same reaction. Yeah, because yeah. we both talked about it last week, I think, or the week before. Yeah. Okay, so firstly, I think we have discussed the you know, the, the fact that all these single-player games usually have a New Game Plus update, uh, Spider-Man, God of War, it, the list goes on. Yeah. And this game has finally got its update, its New Game Plus update. Slightly delayed, I would say, but it's still here and people, you know, will probably get back into it. So... I don't want to rehash everything in the announcement. This comes from EA, EA.com. But I just want to quickly go over what they have added. So they have added combat challenges and the battle grid. So combat challenges, I'm trying to speak into the mic while looking at my laptop. It's difficult. Um, Combat challenges are basically like horde mode, I guess. You pit, you you are pitted against waves of enemies uh, across different locations, different things. They they've each got three star completion rating, and they've got rewards tied to them. So that sounds fun. If you like combat challenges, if you want to get some more stuff, if you like being challenged, because it is a challenging game, and it's been designed for veteran players, apparently. So, <clears throat> Star 3, by the way, is doing the challenge without taking damage, so these just sound like an absolute oh, nightmare. God. Yeah, I don't even, like, yeah, no, just... Anyway, so there's new BD1 appearances and that sort of thing, so that's cool. Uh, the second mode in uh, is in meditation training, is what they're lumping these two modes into. I still don't know is... what that is. I've been trying to figure out what that is. I think that's what they're calling it, but it just means that meditation points you can do this. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, um, I see. So it like trains yeah. you for better combat. Okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, right. Yeah, I, yeah. You just made that connection for me as well. <laughs> and then the second is the battle grid. So this is interesting, Jay, because this is very similar to a lot of things. One of them being the Dante's Inferno DLC. Yeah, you're right. Is it Saint Lucia? I want to say. Yeah. 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 Which is basically you create the arena, you put in the enemies, and then you fight them. Yeah. Which is um you set like different modifiers and combat difficulty etc mm-hmm. and then you and then you, you you do them so a really cool tool if you enjoy that thing again um a lot of yeah i mean i would probably like playing a couple of games but you know not much more apart from that and then the most important aspects of this update one new journey plus which is new game plus so you keep all the stuff you've got so the ponchos the lightsaber hilts etc but the um what would you call it the ability points they go down to zero so you'll have oh, really? to regain them yeah yeah you'll have to regain them um, but all the collectibles are there and uh yeah so you don't have to go for all that sort of thing <clears throat> but you will be able to unlock a special new appearance, Jay, for Cal Kestis. Yeah. For doing New Journey Plus, which is the Inquisitor uniform and the red lightsaber. <gasps> yeah. Um, see, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they've oh, weirdly... It's weird. Like, they've put it in, but I feel like it was... I feel like I would have wanted it during my first playthrough. Like, I don't really want to play it again. But if... 
if there was something that would make you play it again, it's this. Partly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, I don't really. It hasn't been long enough for me to want to play this game again. I don't. I'm not that impressed by what they've what they've put in. Like the whole um, okay, the arena type thing with you know, pitting yourself up against uh, enemies. Like it's it's cool, but it doesn't make me want to play the game again. Sure. Like I don't really know what they were trying to do here. I mean, it's, I feel like this would have been good. This was this is this update is good for people who haven't played the game yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's probably there's there must be some people out there who have looked at this and been like, finally, like more content. But for me, it's not the right content. I would have wanted an actual like extra couple planet. of missions or something. Yeah, like a new planet to okay. like an, an extra an extra part of the story, or maybe even like a side story or something. Yeah. Okay. So, and you would have preferred that to be well. This is free, so that's great. Yeah, that's that's good enough. Like the fact that it's free is brilliant. And I don't think there's no, I don't think there's any microtransactions in the game, so it's not like they're trying yeah. to get you back to get money on it. So that's cool. Um, do you think? So I assume you would rather have a ten pounds paid DLC where you explore a new planet, etc. Or maybe even like, well, the fact they've put in the Inquisitor uniform and there was a, there's a red lightsaber. Maybe you even you played a, a story that involves Cal being evil or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Or like yeah. a, a different timeline where there isn't canon that is just him, but if he had turned out Sith rather than not. <laughs> a bit <laughs> like, like the cool. alternative endings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah stuff like that. That would, have been, that would have been more interesting to me personally, but I'm sure there are people out there who are going to love this and going to play it for however many more hours more. So, Because of how unpolished my experience of the game was, I can't see that they would spend time doing... Uh, DLC content like you're talking about rather than working on a sequel. But that's yeah, you're just, right. That, you're right. No, I, my... I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I'd much rather have a, have a fully fed sequel at this point. True. And to be fair, there is something to say. It's, it's strange, but I feel like God of War, the that experience would be diluted with DLC, whereas I think that Spider-Man, the DLC oh, is great yeah, because yeah. You, just wanna, you just want to play the game more. So it does depend on the game. Oh, it really does, yeah. Weirdly, uh I'm trying yeah. to think why that lends itself to DLC. Why does Spider-Man <laughs> versus like a game like this or God of War? It's a great question. I guess because it's open world, right? Yeah, but they're both open world as well. Well, God of War is open world? It's difficult to say. <laughs> okay. Oh, this isn't open world, though. Is it is, uh, Star Wars? Well, it kind of is, right? Uh, oh yeah, I guess so. You can go to whatever planet maybe you want. It's not a big open world, but that has open worlds. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I think it comes down to you want to you like when you finish Spider Man, you want to play more Spider Man right away. Whereas 100%. I think when you finish Fallen Order, it feels good. You feel good. Yeah, it you feels feel like, like there's an ending to it. <laughs> yeah. Spider Man. I think the fact. Well, I don't know actually. I feel like you could compare the fact that. Spider-Man is a comic, right? So there's always going to be more comics. With with Star Wars, there's not always going to be another film. There's not always going to be another thing that's going to happen. Well, now, now that Disney has has the reins, now that Disney has it, it always feels like there's going to be another thing now. Oh, I know, what you, I know what you're saying. Do you know what? That was actually quite nice, wasn't it? The like the unknown that is there going to be an episode seven? We'll never know. And then it's like, oh no, there's oh, going to be more films now, and more comics, and more games, and it's just going to keep coming <laughs> yeah 
Uh, there's also a couple of new hilts, which look really cool, and some accessibility features and improvements, which is great. I like to highlight that because I think it's very important. Yeah, uh, I agree. I... Yeah, I think it's cool. It's free. Um, like you say, Jay, probably would have been cool if they'd done this like two weeks when I fucking played the game. But, um, oh, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't, you don't know these things, do you? So that's cool. Um, I think I agree with you, Jay. I would rather, I'm not going to, actually, yeah, one of the main absences from this, Jay, can you guess what the absence is? Oh, um, no, go on. New achievements. Where are they? Oh uh, yeah, that would have been. You want me? You want me to play this free content update? Put in some achievements. I'll I will install the game today. Yeah, that's true. I'm surprised they didn't do that actually. But that being said, if the if the achievement was to get three stars on all those challenges, I might. Oh, what? I was gonna say it definitely would be. If they added anything, it would be that. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I want. To be fair. No, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, fair. Well, anyways, um, that's cool. So mm. moving on. Um, yeah, second thing I want to discuss today in today's news is Aaron Greenberg. He's like a top marketing guy on Xbox. Well, all right, I'm doing him a disservice here. Let's see his title. GM at Xbox Games Marketing and Microsoft. So he basically tweeted out saying that they've got a lot to show slash reveal this year. It can't fit into one show. So get ready for new stuff from Xbox every month. I believe this month's will be third party and next month's will be first party, generally. Okay. And it will all be about, you know, Xbox Series X, essentially, and new games and new updates and things like that. So I so, feel like Xbox are a little bit slow here. Because okay. Nintendo have been doing this for the last couple of years, haven't they? <laughs> oh, what, like a direct digital Yeah, Nintendo video. Directs, essentially, right? Where if they have any, yeah. have any new releases, they basically, like, tell you what's up. Yeah. So yeah. I thought this is actually, this might be the future. 100%, and I think you're absolutely right, mate. I think they are, they are behind on this. I think they're the probably perfect... going to have less backlash, too, right? Yeah, I think so. I think... E3 is always so, I, well, I don't say always. There's definitely a level of, there's an aspect of awkwardness when it comes to E3 shows, right? Oh, mate. That is down to them, but yeah. Yeah, it is, but I think it's because there's obviously a lot of socially awkward people who aren't used to being in front of people. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, most of the time, obviously, you get some people who have done it for so many years now that there's, they're, you know, great at it. Yeah. Um, but And then you yeah, get Bethesda like... who are trying to put on a musical performance still in 2018. Jesus Christ. Yeah, do we think that E3 is over? Like, is, is, is E3 not going to happen again, or is it going to happen again? I think even if E3 was over, there would be a replacement of a summer event. Yeah. I guess. I, don't know. I, I feel like Xbox would probably do E3 plus this, maybe, or just go back straight to E3. I don't know. Because what didn't play, didn't Sony back out of E3 last year? Well, they Sony backed out of E3 last year and this year. Yeah. And they're now relying more on their state of play, I believe they're called, videos, and their yeah. PSX. So... Okay. I think Xbox should do exactly the same thing. I think they should hold all their announcements to their e Xbox event. I think they should have all of their new updates in a video Nintendo Direct style. I think it's the best communication method. Also, it means no more like uh, things that can go wrong, right? 100%, yep. Because there's usually a lot video. of like gameplays that tend to go wrong. Something happens where there's a bit of like a lag or you know, it doesn't quite work as well as they probably hoped it would yeah 
now they're doing it from their own place, they've probably got more of a chance for it to go well. Exactly. Which is, yeah, I'm looking, it's happening today, isn't it? It's today at four, so. Oh, right, yeah, day of recording, yeah. Dude, do you want to watch it together? Uh, we could do. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think they're streaming it, right? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just find, like, the right stream or the right video or whatever. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Well, it's got Assassin's Creed Valhalla stuff, which, you know, leads on to the next news story. But before we go into that, um, I just want to get your thoughts, Jay, on... Okay, so I'll quickly just say my concern, Jay. Um, they say they want to reveal things every month, and they've and I believe they have a lot to talk about. But I don't want them to talk about it until they're ready, and I'm not 100% convinced they're ready. What are your thoughts? One more time. That Who's not ready? <laughs> xbox like that i think if they start talking about their new studio which i've completely forgot the name of this begins with an i the initiative Mm. if they show off like stuff from them i I just don't think that's going to be ready until 2022 at the earliest if they show off uh new games that are in development like that rare game they uh announced i think last year it just like I just don't think they're ready. I don't think they're nearly ready. And I would rather Xbox be silent for like a year or two years in terms of game announcements and then come out with a bang, which is exactly what Sony does. Exactly what Sony does. Yeah, they are very quiet, aren't they? We're not going to go to E3 this year. Why? Because we haven't got anything ready. Fantastic. Great. Because when you do come out, we're going to be like, whoa. You know, when they come out, Jay, with Horizon 2, Spider-Man 2... God of War 2, etc. We're going to be like, holy moly. Whereas Xbox, we're just getting this drip feed of stuff. And it's it's not hitting the mark, man. You know? Yeah, Xbox is definitely the one that is always a lot more disappointing. Like I, If I'm going to look at anything around the E3 time, it's going to be looking at PlayStation. Exactly. I feel like Xbox... Xbox has always felt like more of an indie game type console to me. It is more friendly like, towards they, indie. Yeah, they're very, they're, they're very friendly to their indie games. So they tend to market those quite well or you know, at least show those a lot more. Um, but then it, it makes it so I can't take the larger games as seriously. I don't know why. It just does. It's just sort of like my, my mindset around it at the minute. I don't know. Yeah. It's, do you... Okay, on one aspect, I'm really excited. This is the start of the new generation in terms of you know hype and stuff. Yeah. Um, what what are your thoughts on kind of are you feeling any excitement yet or not really? To be honest, I think the only thing that is going to good that's going to come out of uh, the Xbox, you know, news is I mean this is a third party, right? Yes. So third party is remind me. So third party is any game that's not like exclusive to Xbox or PlayStation. So it'll be like any like Borderlands three, Ubisoft games, Bethesda games, all those types of games which go on all consoles. The Cyberpunk is going to be all consoles, isn't it? Yeah, it's on PlayStation. Yes. And so there's but a... X- Xbox have a tight relationship with them, hence why they were on their E three. I was going to say yeah, so they've also got the exclusive Xbox X, haven't they? The Xbox One X. Not the new generation, yes. the old yes, one. Yes, right, so, yeah, yeah, great reminder. I feel like if if anything's going to come out of the Xbox One, it's probably going to be some some level of cyberpunk news, being that it's coming out in September. Yeah, they'll probably have like a. I mean, they had like a forty-five minute bloody gameplay demo last time, didn't they? 
Yeah, so I, I don't know I, if they're going to show less or they're going to show more. Like you know, I think it's going to be like a twenty-minute video, hopefully. Also, uh, this kind of leads into my next thing. Weirdly, was like Cyberpunk. I think are having their own E3 show. Right. Yeah. Called uh, Night City Wire, I think. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see anything from Cyberpunk at the Xbox stuff, right? Oh, you might see like a four-minute trailer. Yeah, we might just see like a trailer, and then maybe on June eleventh, when Cyberpunk are having their own one, it'll be the big, you know, more gameplay, more features, stuff like that. I imagine. So what? What do you think? This so the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Twitter account tweeted out, "Get ready," and then the logo of Night City Wire, June eleventh. Yeah. Jay, what do you What do you think this is? I'm hoping it's. I mean, I don't know, because we don't technically know what it is, I think. It just, sure. it, the, IGN have just said it looks to be, looks like it's going to be an E3-esque news broadcast, right? Yeah, sure. But I sure. think it could it could be potentially disappointing, and it could be like one of these things where it's almost like a concert, where it's kind of just like showing off maybe the, I mean, this would still be cool, because I'm involved with this. It could still, it could be like, it almost kind of feels like a, like a nightclub type thing like you see a lot sure. on, on twitch at the minute of a lot of these uh djs sort of doing their sets and i'm kind of imagining it being a disappointing version of that sure i'm kind of hoping it isn't i'm just hoping it's going to be like a big gameplay type thing where it, like so maybe that would be like a sort of like a dev diary type situation maybe i definitely think it was probably whatever they planned for e3 and they're just taking it in-house and doing it themselves yeah. Which is great. I think it shows a bit of Rockstar esque ish um, aspect towards Cyberpunk now, where they feel ready enough, or at least in the situation they're in, that they can host this own announcement. A bit like how Rockstar does their own trailers, doesn't attend E3. And I would like more publishers and developers to do that because I think the Cyberpunk 2077 is a. Like, who would have thought that this game would be big enough that they can do these sorts of things right like what i'm saying is when you look at it on paper you probably think like a few million copies whereas we, we could be talking 10 to 15 million copies sold here yeah if you think that i mean we, we, i guess we can compare it to seven remake right so that did 3.5 in the first weekend yeah 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 i will um, say xbox one exclusive games there's a lot less of them um, oh, i think than, uh, than playstation one so are you are you pretty excited for this jay uh, yeah, I'm excited for both the Cyberpunk broadcast and the Xbox One. Whether they'll interlink, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I think any amount of broadcast at this point is just fantastic because gaming news is gaming news, and that could mean either the best year for gaming ever or something just disappointing and whatever, you know. Yeah. Because like you yeah. said before, we've definitely had years where people have come to to E3 and it's just been like a well, here's a, like a 30 second teaser, and you're like, well, why did you even bother coming? <laughs> Like, what's the point? You could have literally just had IGN upload this and been like, well, there you go. And it, would have, it probably would have had the exact same amount of traction. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm just, I just hope, you know, that this isn't the year of, well, here's what's coming out in four years. Good luck. You know. Well, I felt that we've had that for the last couple of years, so I really hope we don't have this again this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree, mate. I don't want to know about games that are coming out in three plus years. Like, I just want to. I mean, it depends. Like, there's. I feel like there's always, or not always. There's sometimes that game 
that you at least expect, but you're like, oh my god, they're like redoing this, or they're doing a sequel to this, or they're doing a prequel to this, or it's a new uh, IP, but the IP is something based on something else that we're like, oh my god, they're actually making that. I'm hoping it's one of those kind of years. Yeah, yeah. Where we're sort of just blown out of like our minds are just entirely blown. Like, oh my god, they're doing this take on it, you know? I'm not sure. I think I think I'm not sure it'll be this year, but I definitely know what you're talking about, like a 2015, 2016 type deal. And I think we're coming up to it. Yeah, I mean, Xbox have so many studios gestating, if that's the word, at the Uh, moment. We we definitely are owed or we are should expect some really big reveal i mean jay rocksteady haven't announced the new game yet okay they've put out millions of teasers their last game came out in 2015 they haven't even announced their new game yet so isn't rocksteady doing the new batman apparently so that's the one with like all the the weird cryptic things on twitter right yeah correct yeah yeah which is but they are doing the new batman so but jay how disappointing is that that after five years of waiting for to, for just an announcement of what they're working on with rumors of a justice league game or a superman game we're getting another batman game i just thought that i i literally i could not <laughs> care less about that really i'm actually looking forward to it but arkham knight was like all the Batman you'd ever want and more. It was and really I, good, yeah. I think people, I am generalizing again, but I do think for the most part, people felt like they had their full of fill of Batman at that point. I think I had my fill after City. Exactly. And then we got Arkham Knight, and now it's like all five years, just sleep, no, just more Batman. Really? So, to be honest, I kind of want them to do the same thing, but make it better. But oh, I just. Do you not like, think I know there's been else? so many because wasn't there another one? There was like uh, one that wasn't made by Rocksteady, right? It was like Batman yeah. Origins or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't play that one, but I know it was bad because I saw it. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of just hoping that it's something like. I'm kind of hoping it's. I know this is like my. I feel you can just start calling me the bloody RPG guy at this point. I want it to sort of be like a Batman RPG. Sure. But like a detective Batman RPG, like that'd be so cool. Like if they did, if they did a Batman game, but if it was slightly different, like what if it wasn't the exact same formula? Like I guess how um, they've taken Assassin's Creed and made it into what it is now. Yeah, sure. I just can't see them doing something that different with it. And furthermore, do you not think that all the talent there would be just? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they want to do another Batman game, you know. But I just feel that that talent there just need to do something different. It it would literally be like, it would be. Let me just think of an example here. Right, okay, great. It's um, it's Bungie. They've mm-hmm. just finished Halo Reach, and then we wait five, six years for the next the next project, and instead of Destiny, it's Halo Four. And you're like, okay, I guess. And like maybe people are like Nick, you, you what the hell are you talking about? Halo Four from Bungie would have been incredible. I'm like, I'm sure it would have been, but I'm sure we would have been like, yeah, we need something new now, which I think people did think that at the end of Halo Reach. Okay, so I've just googled something. Yeah. And apparently, what uh, Warner Brothers games 
who are doing the new Batman stuff, right? Technically, I guess, right? Yeah. They're part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They their, their their major plans that were cancelled for E3 have now been leaked. Okay. Apparently, okay. so I haven't seen anything specific, but apparently, I'm reading it. So whether or not uh, this is all true or not, it's be quite interesting. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. Well, that that's the that's the news, Jay. Mm. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I think for that we're good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> the moment. TGO show. Um, We've got a few reactions and trailers to talk about, Jay. Um, yeah. I'll start with the fact that hours after recording last week, uh, the Val AC Valhalla trailer dropped. So I've it seen did. it. I didn't actually watch it until a few days ago. Okay. I didn't. Uh, I don't know why. I just wanted to sort of be in the right like mood for yeah. it. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> So it's cinematic trailer, which I was a little bit disappointed by, but I think gameplay is revealed today, isn't it, at the Xbox thing? So Yeah, um, I guess it, that's the other big thing for us to look forward to today, isn't it? Right, yeah, we're going to have to do another catch-up next week about... Yeah, but that's cool, that's cool. What do you think of the trailer, mate? I was impressed. It sort of, you know, it was cinematic, so it was kind of like a teaser, I guess, because if we don't see gameplay, you know, we don't really know that much. Sure. But it, it definitely alluded to a lot of things. Like it sort of like as soon as I saw it, I thought, right, what could they do with this? What could they possibly? I mean, the mechanics are obviously there, right? Yeah, you've got the AC Origins Odyssey mechanics. I there. don't know if they're going to do the RPG thing with this. I really? imagine they would. I imagine they would because you've got, I guess, shields and axes, right? <laughs> oh, you you are def- definitely definitely. Um, it honestly actually made the Vikings. This this kind this game kind of reminded me of AC three, okay, or potentially even Rogue because it kind of it kind of made it f- made you feel like you're playing the bad guy, like 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 Black Flag and Pirates. Um, not necessarily no, because I guess you are technically the bad guy, but you're more like a Robin Hood in in uh, in Pirates, oh, aren't you? You mean like I'm the talking about AC3. like actually playing as the enemy, right? Okay, like with Rogue. Yeah, with the the um, what are they called? Templars. Templars. Yeah, like it kind of felt like that. But Vikings are assholes, right? Sure. Vikings are. We know Vikings. They 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 pillaged. They basically took. They came to England. They took over for a little while. They raped and pillaged. Yeah. And then buggered off again because we took them out, right? Yeah. Or we pushed them back. 
but I guess it comes with like for me it's kind of cool because I like playing the bad guy yeah there's like a there's like a certain like you know almost feels like a kind of like a grittiness with this it's like I'm hoping it like I said to you before last week I'm hoping it's going to be like really gory and like very like dark I'm kind of hoping it's going to be like really dark I think that's what I'm taking from it it looks like it's going to be gory dark and I kind of actually felt a little bit like um like Game of Thrones a little bit but if Game of Thrones was potentially like older <laughs> even more old than it looked already yeah I, I, the one thing that impressed me though was the the hidden blade is now not where it usually is. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I think that was the biggest take. It's now on top of the wrist rather than on the bottom of the wrist. Which no and doubt think, was part of like the you know the aggressive nature of the Vikings. I was going to say it kind of made it feel like more less stealthy and more just like action. Yes, we're going to kill you. Here you go. <laughs> you know, it kind of <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, we're not going to hide how much we're going to want to kill you. I'm kind of just like more excited about how they're going to involve the story because I haven't done Origins or, or Odyssey. I don't know where the story fits in too much. Like, is the story because in my mind, the story's still like AC one and two. You know, in terms of the present day story, or yeah, like really. I mean, I guess it's technically with Syndicate now because. That's technically where I am, right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know enough about the origins or the Odyssey story for me to be able to be able to get too involved with the Valhalla story at the minute. So I well, don't know. Much, there's, not much away. From the, there's not much of the origins side, fortunately. Jay, I just want sorry to detract you, but I just want to quickly say that I love the present day story in AC4 being a first person like in the Abstergo offices. I just love that. I thought it was so different and yeah, no, it was. Great. It was they involved uh, collectibles as well, technically. Yeah, puzzles, <laughs> like logs, and stuff. Yeah, no, it was very, very special. It, was, it kind of made me feel like I was playing AC one again, honestly. Exactly. Like being being in the the nest, essentially. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Being um, behind so enemy you, lines. To your point, Jay, I think you make a great point about the Vikings being an asshole. I think, uh, I think the trailer tries to address that. It did, part, yeah. The trailer's like, oh, look at these Vikings, they're horrible. And then you see, like, the other side of them, which is, like, them raising their kids and farming and stuff. Exactly, which kind of made me feel like they're trying to make you feel bad for them, because all they really are. Like, technically, Vikings are as much assholes as every other tribe yeah. that's yeah. ever existed. Because every yeah. other tribe has always has also wanted to take over, uh, you know, in the end. Yeah. But they yeah. might not have gone to maybe as such, you know, excessive means to do so the vikings so you, are just like they cut to the crap right they're like we know you're not going to give this up easily we might as well get rid of you and then you won't, you won't be a problem anymore right sure sure which is like i can appreciate in the t you know in the terms of wanting to take over the world and just you know thrive as a, as a nation but as a moral thing it's just you know <laughs> so yeah. is this is this the second game to be set in england then is, is that right <laughs> don't know if it's going to be entirely in England. I reckon it'll be 50-50. I reckon it'll have the same sort of situation. It'll have, like, this, I can already see it, right? It'll have that thing of going from... England you can, to... like, travel. You can, like, travel back and forth like you could in Rogue, where you could go to, like, New York and back. Sure, sure. Yeah, it'll have the same thing. It'll be, like, a fast travel type situation, potentially. Or, sure. or like, an actual sailing thing. I don't know. I reckon you'll start off over in, you know, the Nordic side of it, and then it'll probably venture over... And you'll probably have to go back and forth a few times, and then it'll probably finish in the end way. Like there's like a big battle, 
Yeah. And you end up you know, having to go against the king and stuff like that. It'll, you know, you can already, that's the thing, you can kind of predict it, but I'm hoping it won't be like how I'm saying. It'll probably be like I am saying, but better. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll have a, you know, a good team of writers coming up with something. So. Yeah, the one thing that I noticed, Jay, was that I think your worry about the violence seems to be addressed because it was a violent cinematic trailer. So it seemed yeah, like that. Yeah, no, that did. That kind of made, that reassured me of like, oh, this is probably going to be like you know action I've, it kind of uh, i don't really want it to but i guess it kind of just reminds me a little bit of god of war but i can sure. having the viking aesthetic and the nordic aesthetic it kind of like took that over a little bit for me even well, though i, I haven't played god of war which is probably a good thing at this point i don't think it will be more excuse me i don't think it will focus on the gods mythology as much so to speak i think i'm hoping more... it does though because I, I feel like they did a similar thing with Origins, right? With the with the gods. Oh well, that was a DLC. Yeah, but even so, I feel like it's such a big part of their history. Like it is. It Vikings is. believed in the god of thunder. That's the reason why that's how that's how they explained thunder and lightning. That's how they explained it. It was just this god getting angry in the sky, <laughs> you know. Sure. And the Aurora Borealis, or whatever it is, they thought that was some sort of mystic thing that just happened, you know. Well, I think I I think they'll probably do sl- like you know God of War be some is cool, a different cool missions around it though, right? There has to be. Yeah, I imagine so. And I think it'll. I don't, um, yeah, I don't think it'll affect me as much as I'm thinking as in my head. I'm because I, I, I haven't played God of War. It probably won't. won't no, I doubt it, mate. I doubt it. Um, yeah. uh, are you? Well, I guess we'll see more of the gameplay trailer, won't we? Yeah. I am. I, um, <clears throat> I'm unless the the gameplay kind of blows me away. I'm not. You know, it, it's kind of at a point for me now where I haven't played Odyssey and I've decided that I'm not going to play it. So why would I jump into Valhalla if I haven't played Odyssey? Yeah, this is. Thing? I'm kind of like thinking about it in my head now. Like I feel like I need to go finish Origins and Odyssey right now. <laughs> Dude, that is like. I've technically got time to do it. Like, I definitely could just go and play it. I could probably have them both done by the end of next week. Jay, I don't know if you quite understand how big these games are. Well, I mean, I, I finished AC4, Unity, what was the other one? Rogue, Syndicate. and Syndicate in, like, a week. All through four. Yeah, I think I did, right? It was about, it was about a week. I did them, like... God maybe eight days like two days each but they were obviously a lot shorter of a game so i don't know yeah all right fair enough fair enough like i think i've already put two days into origins and i'm not even that far so. <laughs> yeah I, I, they big are a lot a lot lot bigger yeah big games um yeah what do you think you will dive into valhalla if it is good enough no not straight away <laughs> I need, so I need you... to finish the previous two games. I need to. Oh, okay. I cannot so... play Assassin's Creed game unless I finish the previous one. Me too, mate. I me can't too. do it to myself. I really can't. It'll, it'll just ruin it for me. So do you, think, uh, do you think... Do you think... It's just, you're just interested to see what the game looks like at this oh, point? Oh, yeah. I'm just, at this point, I'm just excited to see how it looks and just what I've got what I've got to look forward to, you know? Yeah. If I do end up finishing AC... Uh, Origins and Odyssey before this comes out I'll be even more happy because then I'll be able to get it straight away and enjoy yeah, it me you know, while the hype's going on Xbox Series X you know it's going to have it's going to have the best um... I think it's exclusive for that right because it's not actually coming out for previous generations I mean, maybe they'll let us know I don't know no I think it is cross generation mate yeah uh, okay so that'll be like AC4 well, I which guess is exciting they, 
they should do that because <laughs> they'll sell a lot more. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so this is exciting because this will be po- this is possibly like the first as of that we know of like proper cross generation title. So we are getting closer to the next. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean like it'll be on both the new generation and the previous one? Yeah. Okay. And like that's just like Black Flag, dude, which I still remember. You know, as being like, I'm not going to get Black Flag until I have an Xbox One because I know that'll be a better edition. I think that's what I did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I did do that. And as far as I'm aware, this game will have smart delivery, so the Xbox Series X version will be, you know, upgraded automatically. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's good. That's a good point. Oh, yeah, so does that mean you should just buy it on Xbox One and then just play it on Series X if it if it's upgraded automatically? I think it'll probably be a release title, won't it? I imagine it will be, mate, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be cool. To be honest, I mean, I'm just looking forward to the art and like the aesthetic of how it's all going to look. Like, yeah, for sure. I care about that so much nowadays. It's so weird. Yeah, I think... If like, combat... the game doesn't look good, I'm like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> I think the combat will be exciting to look at as well. And, uh, dude, yeah, like launch titles, I mean, you've got your obvious FIFA, Call of Duties, whatever. But I feel like Assassin's Creed's almost up there now with new console launch titles. Um, like, well, I know that if I buy a new console at launch and there's an Assassin's Creed game available, like, I'm buying it. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Also, when you buy the new consoles, mate. Are you not excited by the idea that there will be a limit a limit to the games released on that? Well, I guess that's getting removed because if smart delivery works. But what I mean is, don't you enjoy that new period of like a year or so where there's not so many games on the console and you can just kind of really digest into every game that you get, so to speak? I mean, I guess. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of know what you mean. Like, when you first buy an Xbox 360, you've got, like, two games, and that's all you can afford, or that's all that's out at the moment, and you can really get into them and, like, finish them, and then move, like, there's I no... I don't think I ever th- thought of it like that before. Not really. Like, there's no... Unless, you know, loads of games come out, there's, like, there's no opportunity to build up a massive back catalogue, so to speak, if you can afford, the, you know, the new console at launch. Yeah, I guess I know what you mean. I think it would just depend on what game I'd be playing at the time. True. Like if there was loads of good games, I'd be like, oh crap, which one do I play, play first? Yeah, true, true. And yeah, we might be getting at the same time. We might be getting some really good launch titles, so I guess we'll see. Like Halo Infinite. Yeah. I'm actually kind of pissed that Cyberpunk's coming out before the new generation. Oh, well, because then you won't play the best edition of it. Yeah, I'll play it, and then I'll be like, oh, I don't want to play it again on the new gen. What's the point? Well, it could be, though, that the story differs so much that there might be two massively different playthroughs you can do. Mm, well, I mean, technically there is, because there's different... The, the choices. Story, yeah, the story plays out with different choices, doesn't it? So, yeah. I guess, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have to wait and see on that one. But, yeah, that, I don't like that. That kind of annoys me. I'm kind of... I don't know, I kind of wish they would just like delay it again and not bring it out on previous, but they've done so much work to now hype it all up that it's going coming out on previous and they've got the console, so they kind yeah. of have to do it at this point. I know exactly what you mean though, mate. I know exactly yeah. what you mean, but I do think that there'll probably be a big enough gap of a couple of months that you could you could definitely finish the game and then any DLC I guess you can play on the new console. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. 
and to be fair, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll see what the achievements are like. Yeah, um, yeah I'm hoping they'll be pretty easy. Next trailer, um, Last of Us Part 2 story trailer released, I think yesterday as of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine, well, I don't know actually at this point, because we know it's coming out next month, I imagine this, this trailer release is probably on schedule, I'd imagine, isn't it? They didn't bring yeah. it out any sooner because of the leaks. No, I think this is the last trailer. Yeah, this is this comes out, or maybe the second to last because it's usually a release trailer. Launch trailer, yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched anything Last of Us Part Two related since 2016. That's what I was going to ask you: is are you going to watch anything to do with it, or are you just going to wait and play the game? Nope, I am just going to wait and play the game because it makes no difference. I'm I'm not going to be convinced to buy it. I want to play the game. I don't want to see anything else, and I hella don't want to see any spoilers. I'll tell you that right now. I think this brings up again a good question. I think we might have talked about it before about would you say that trailers are redundant at this point? Depends on the game. Or would you say trailers aren't for true fans of of, of the game? I think trailers are designed to convince people who aren't convinced. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I don't think trailers are meant for people who are already convinced. I guess, yeah, or who are already a fan of it. But they also build hype amongst fans. Yeah, that's true. And at the at the end of the day, <laughs> I think there's only a handful of games that you would buy without seeing anything at all. Yeah, you're right, and this is definitely one of them. A hundred percent, mate. A hundred percent. They could just show me a release date, and I'd get it. You know. Yeah, they could literally just like the Twitter account could put out a couple numbers, and you'd be like, "Yep, still getting it." <laughs> yeah, like getting it then. That's always been the the kind of you know the dream that Rockstar would do, which they probably won't because they would lose money. But the dream that you know they would announce GTA Six just the date, and it would sell you know extortionate amount of copies. And mm. it would be such a. It's like the. It's like the that trending like oh the musicians just dropped an album with no marketing as Beyonce kind of started. Oh, I guess. Although yeah. um, I think someone else did it before her. But yeah, it's kind of that mentality, isn't it? Of what can we do uh, to that that can rock the market without actually doing any marketing? But I think you need the trailers. So I have you seen it, Jay? The story trailer? No, I haven't. No. Yeah. I don't really plan on playing it, so that was that was my reasoning, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Um, are you still good to record, by the way? Or... Time for another debate in the TGO show. Mm. Um, so we've got one thing each. If it's right, Jay, can we just quickly go to mine? Because it was just a quick thought I had when I was playing Skyrim that I forgot to ask you about. A couple yeah, of go for that. So, because <clears throat> we're both fairly OCD. Oh, how... I'm very much so OCD. <laughs> yeah, and my brother's actually like beyond OCD when it comes to Bethesda games, like to an irritating okay. point of view. Um, like he'll pick up everything. And I mean everything. Yeah, I, I can be. I can be like that. It just depends on what it is. I'm not. I wouldn't say Bethesda games are like that. I'm happy to miss things definitely because so it's too the, much. There's way too much. <laughs> so this is my question. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. How do you manage your OCD for RPGs and JRPGs? How do you manage that OCD yeah, aspect of of like I need to find every location and and get every skill to hundred without 
going mental or getting bored of the game, etc. So I'll I'll probably do that for like a game that's potentially a lot easier to do that in. But if I know the game requires a lot more out of me to be able to do that, I won't I won't worry about it as much. It's like getting the balance between OCD and just wanting to finish the game. Sure. <laughs> so I guess that is personal to me. So when you're playing the game, like Fallout 4, you're yeah. playing it, you're exploring, but then when that OCD can... What would you call it? Um, the OCD compelling aspect side of you, mm. when that calms down, you'll then progress with the story because like, you're not you're not as bothered to find everything, so to speak. I think with Fallout, it actually, the only, I don't get too OCD about finding things necessarily. It's more about getting side missions done. Okay. Yeah. 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 Not, not to like a massive degree because the amount of time, like I've probably, Oh God, it's been so long in both Fallout three and four, but I, I probably haven't, I haven't done every side mission. There's no way. Sure. And there's way too many for me to even try to attempt to do it unless I looked at a guidebook. So, yeah, I, t- I feel like I, if I worried about that too much, it'd probably ruin it for me, I imagine. But there are some games that I have to worry about that. Like, uh, I guess you could, with uh, Trials of Mana recently, because I know the game isn't as big and there's not as much to do, I could worry about getting everything done because I knew I could do it. Like, in my mind, I know right. what I'm of, so. Yeah, yeah. Versus yeah. Fallout, which is like I've never done it before, so how would I know if I've ever? Yeah, like <laughs> there's, it's point. so unlikely that I'm gonna get everything to yeah. this now, even a competition. There's a threshold there of my brain being like, "You got, you're not gonna be able to do that." So don't worry about it. I'm like, "Oh, cool. Cheers for the, yeah. cheers for the update." <laughs> yeah, and then you know, I just get sort of get on with it. But yeah, it so just it depends. Just de- on... It depends on whether it's in within the realm of possibility for you. Yeah, within my reach. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think you spot on. Which is why I'm, I'm kind of stressing a little bit about Wolfenstein 2 because I know I can do it. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit harder than usual. It's definitely harder than the first one. So, do you think in a hundred plus hour game, you've ever mm. thought that it could be possible to see everything and do everything? No. Fair, fair. I mean, point zero 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 one percent of me, maybe. Well, but. Isn't it no, just a time thing? Yeah, oh, 100% it's a time thing, yeah. Yeah. I think there's yeah. definitely, with some games, though, it becomes a skill thing, and that's when it gets annoying. Or it becomes a luck thing, and that's when it becomes annoying, which I'm guessing is your issue right now. Like, when it becomes... Yeah. Yeah. If it's just a time-based thing, awesome. I'm so glad that that's there. But if it's a time thing, plus a a skill thing, and or a luck thing, then I'm like, well, why why am I even here? Like, this is annoying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, it, just, it becomes irritating at that point. Yeah, I agree. So it so, shouldn't be done anymore. <laughs> Stop making games with, with luck, that much luck. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just make it easier for me to get the good drop that I want. Yeah, yeah man. Stuff 100%. like that. Thanks, thanks for letting me know, Jay. I was curious. So this week's debate, mate, do you want to go into you know the, the debate you've chosen and... Um... <sighs> Start yeah, so off. games meeting expectation, uh, just in general, I guess, and then also what you sort of had in mind for what you mm-hmm. wanted that game to be like. I've actually kind of been just trying to think of like of of examples. I guess I've always, we've always, we've always had the sort of Star Wars thing. You know, we talk about that a lot about 
uh, with Fallen Order and it being an ex- I think that one's actually pretty close. Yeah. Well, like, should, we, should we explain kind of what you mean? Um, so do you, you just mean your expectation slash imagination of what the game will be compared to what it is? Yeah, so on sort of like the, the lead up to a game, like, you know, if you know you're going to be excited about it, what you expect out of it versus what actually turns out to be the case. Sure. Um, honestly, I didn't... Weirdly, with 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 uh, Star Wars, I had zero expectation going into it because I didn't actually... I, weirdly, I wasn't in the mood for it at the time. But you when played it, it anyway. Out, I, was, you know, I played it way after. Oh, I say okay. way after. Maybe like a three or four months after. But when it first came out, I was like, oh, this, this game does not interest me in the slightest. Really? I have no idea why. It just at the, at the time, I was not involved. With, like Star Wars was the last thing on my mind, um, which I kind of I think actually kind of gets rid of this argument in the first place. Which is, I think you should probably go into everything with zero expectation. <laughs> I think if if anything, I've learned a lesson to be like, yeah, just don't go into it with any amount of expectation. Yeah, why? Is that? I think I'm gonna have to tell myself with Cyberpunk because I know. My imagination is just going to be so much greater than what I'm going to gonna get out run of it. Off, yeah. What? Why would you say that, Jay? I think I could compare that to movies too. Like it's, I've I've gone into movies or some games, I guess, with the expectation of it being brilliant and it just not being not meeting my expectations. So me being devastated about it yeah. versus if I just gone into the same movie or the same game with zero expectation, I would have thought I would probably would have fallen in love with it. So I think exactly. it's more to do with learning the lesson the first couple times and being like, well, just let I'll try and enjoy everything versus not enjoying it because I had too much of an expectation for it. I think that's, if anything, exactly. it's more of a lesson than an argument. Like I think it's more of a fact <laughs> than anything else. Like it's, it sort of becomes, you know, science at that point. Like just don't go into anything with too much of an expectation. Exactly. Because it'll never meet your. It'll never will. It never will get there. And and what whatever you do, all you're doing is minimizing the amount. Yeah, you're just making it worse. Yeah, exactly. If you go in with everything with limited expectations, you will more likely enjoy it rather than going in thinking it's going to be the best thing ever. Which Which then also makes your opinion more justified when you come out of it thinking, "Oh, that wasn't very good." (laughs) Because then you then you then you truly know that you didn't enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you go into a film hype, and then you didn't enjoy it, well, like, it could well, have been. Was it because it, yeah, it was it, yeah. yeah, was it because uh, I thought it was going to be better than it was, or it actually was bad? You don't know. There's no. You, you're then left with, you know, the unknown versus the actual known. If you went into it with no expectation, yeah, which I'm happy about. I've done that a few times over the last couple of years, and I'm I'm happy. There's like I'm guess I'm sure there's games that I think that are good now that I would have thought were terrible um, if I'd got into them with higher expectations, definitely. Yeah. And I'm guessing yeah. you have a similar thing, right? You've definitely learned this lesson. Like that. Oh, mate. I think Time. it takes some people way too long to figure that out, right? I agree. I think my lessons were during my adolescent years oh, with games um, and films to a certain extent, but... Yeah, like films like the new Star Wars films, like The Hobbits, uh, games like I'm thinking now um, disappointed me. Probably some more modern Call of Duty campaigns, perhaps. Yeah, um, I'd say Call of Duty is a big one for me. Yeah, and I think over time, like you say, you just 
you naturally come to the logical conclusion, like you say, that if I have no expectations, I'll more likely enjoy this. And there's a difference between knowing or, you know, thinking you know that Last of Us Part 2 and Cyberpunk 2077 will be some of the best games of this generation. Mm. Um, but then also having that expectation, I think those are two different things. I, mean, I guess you could also say it's like a, a very good logical guess, right? Yeah, exactly. With the success of previous things exactly. before, you could make a logical guess that these are going to be as good, if not better. But then you could also guess that they could be terrible too. Is that... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't know, How right? How likely that is. I think it's definitely a lot more likely that they're going to be good. So I think when it comes to these two games for us, we can go into them thinking that they're going to, we know they're going to be good. But it's also probably more beneficial for us to go into them thinking both that and just not worry about it meeting any expectations that we may or may not have. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's the best thing. Yeah, and I guess the debate would be some people would say that, you know, expectations are good. Expectations build excitement and hype. And while they, while some things don't deliver, Perhaps when things over deliver, even when you are excited or you have an expectation, um, maybe that's a better feeling than not having one about at all. That. Yeah, I forgot about if you go into a game really excited about it and it actually over over gives you what you wanted. <laughs> Do you think that's because we have a, a culture of of hype where it's all like if we really wanted to, Jay, and we set our minds to it, I think we could build so much hype and excitement for almost any single thing that it we because it, because you know we've got fairly wild imaginations if we mm. sat down and watched trailers day in day out i think we would eventually everything we played or watched would never meet the expectation because we can build our expectations to over anything that can exceed it yeah and i you think anything you do play or watch does eventually sort of become the norm sure and then I think there's definitely a worry there with, well, if this is now my new norm, I now expect more from the next thing. Sure. Luckily, the, the, the gaming industry lends itself to that because technology is always developing. But I feel like there's always a, a point where technology and expectation sort of meets and then could potentially cross paths, whether it be for the worse or the better. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm trying to, I don't think there's any examples I can give, but I'm sure there's definitely been a point in time where my expectation for a sequel for a game has definitely exceeded what's happened when in reality it shouldn't have because the technology should have caught up by that point but it hasn't hmm. technology technology i feel like doesn't always go progressively steadily up it kind of sometimes reaches a plateau doesn't it, it definitely and then it, feels it like... might take a few years for it to then spike up again that's the problem and during those few years is when if a new game is released your expectation seems to be you know, it wants to be a lot higher, but it then doesn't deliver as much. Yeah. 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 Which I guess is why a lot of sequels tend to be the worst of the films if they're like in a trilogy. Like that middle film always seems to be the worst. And I guess you could potentially say the same for a game, where right? if there's a three games that come out over the span of two, ten years, that middle one is probably going to be the worst one. It, I mean. I, oh. Actually, I can compare that to Borderlands 3 right now, or the Borderlands series. Go on. One and three are my favourites. Two is my least favourite. Well, here's the thing, Jay. I was thinking the same thing with Modern Warfare, but I think two's the, probably the best. Yeah, that does. that is the exception to the rule, isn't it? 
Um, although I, you know, there definitely is an argument for one. I wouldn't say there's an argument for three, but I know what you're saying. (laughs) I, I, I agree with the same with Lord of the Rings. I think Lord of the Rings one and one. I I think Lord of the Rings one and three are the better films than two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess it differs between different industries, right? Filming industry. That middle part is always the bit that sort of. Will have to be, you know, not as good as one and three because one is always the the loud actiony introduces you to the amazing stuff. Three is always the loud actiony finishing off with more amazing stuff, and two is getting you to the amazing extra part at the end. <laughs> so two is two is always almost almost bridge. always going to be, you know, not as good as one and three. Whereas games, it, that's I think it lends itself more to the t- to the technology rather than the writing. Like the writing of the second game can be better than one and three. But the technology might not have caught up well enough to better give you the same experience, right? It's an interesting point, mate, because I'm now thinking about trilogies I've played in games. (laughs) Yeah, whether it actually lends itself more to trilogies in general or if it could be like just one single game and it being the start, the middle and the end of a game. Yeah. But I think that's more to do with the story. So, yeah, I guess in terms of a technology point of view, it would have to be over across a a, a trilogy. Yeah. But I guess, weirdly, Fable 2... Is the better? That's yeah, another hundred percent. It's the best one. Like one and two are great, and three not so much. Yep. So yep. yeah, maybe it just. I think it just depends on timing. It's a hundred percent timing. So, do you think there's well, any potential? Opinion, there's <laughs> any potential for you to start getting expectations and letting your imagination go wild again? Yeah. I think so. I think I have to just keep it more internal than external. Yes. I feel like when I when I let my emotions out more about being excited about a certain thing, it tends to then make me inside feel like, oh crap, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> because why? Because then you know, the, if it, if the game is then worse than what I had, what I've said out loud, sure, it then makes it even worse because like, oh crap, I've said it out loud. Or, you know, someone heard me say that at some point. No, oh, I feel like I can't really go back on it. It made me feel like a bit of an idiot. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So. Um, do you, I, I think that I tap into it. So when I watch Xbox's E3 presentation and this India knows, like I'm, I'm really excited. You know, mm. like I'm seeing new trailers, but but while all the excitement's happening and like, oh my god, look at all this new stuff. I'm more excited about what's happening at that moment rather than. Oh, I'm really excited about that game that's coming out in two years. Like I'm yeah, not focusing on that. I'm just focusing on the moment. I think I'm more excited about the announcement than I am the actual it coming out. Because it again, like that sort of means that your imagination is sort of taken over a little bit, isn't it? You're more excited about the build up than you would be the actual product itself, because the product is finite, whereas your imagination can just keep going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. But it's interesting, dangerous. Because, so dangerous. <laughs> it's interesting because you watch a lot of kind of like behind the scenes trailers oh, yeah. dev, no, I, honestly, if there's any amount of a if there's a dev diary for a game i'm watching every single one right but, i love the behind the scenes stuff i love but it but the um the thing for me is that if i know i'm gonna buy the game i won't watch anything so like there's two mm. complete opposites there of the the thing for me is that if I watched all those videos that you watch, it would build up my my hype too much, probably. So, like naturally, I just stay away from that stuff. And because I guess, of spoilers. I guess I'm, see, I I kind of have to trust that they won't 
say or do anything that's going to give too many spoilers away. Sure. So I think my my in doing that, I sort of you know have to gauge well enough. Like with the Final Fantasy VII trailer, like I'm so glad I didn't watch that trailer because it definitely would have spoiled things. Versus right. if I versus me watching the dev diaries, which I did watch, didn't spoil anything. If anything, it enforced my excitement for the game coming up because they they knew not to spoil too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I guess yeah, there's definitely. I think it just depends on what you watch leading up to a, a game's release. If you know, you know, if you can gauge well enough that something isn't going to spoil something, then go ahead and watch it. But if you if you're too worried about it potentially giving you spoilers, then yes, definitely don't watch it. Do you think that rely that is a responsibility for the marketing people to just know that mm, they don't yeah, you know people point. don't want spoilers? Because for me it's oh, like we're in twenty twenty. Yeah. Why are we even having this discussion? Yeah, it shouldn't be. Do you want should... people to play the game or do you want them to just know the story? The thing is they have to like I guess on their end, they they're thinking of it more of like balancing between showing you enough to get you excited. Yeah. They're showing know. you not enough to then spoil it. So I it's know. just getting that balance right. And some companies just can't do that. Square Enix. <laughs> well, I mean, they can. I think they just pushed a bit too hard on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I I enjoyed that debate, Jay. Anything else you mm. want to add? No, yeah. I think I think we've come to a good conclu- a good moral conclusion. Right there. Good, we've learned good. a lot. We've learned a life Sorted. lesson. Booked it in. Done. <laughs> Jay, we've got a Q and A from Mark, your mm. father. Um, uh, I have no idea what he said, so this should be okay. quite Actually, well, I think thank- I might have some idea because he might have he might have said something. We'll Firstly, see. thank thank you to Mark for writing in, listening. We obviously really appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying it. He said he's loving the new episode, which was seven, um, and he's almost caught up. Just episode four to finish. Mm. Uh, he was listening to both of us talk about our favorite Star Wars games. And was wondering yeah. if we ever play, either of us have played KOTOR online. Uh, he said he uh, played a bit and it was just okay. Um, so, Jay, have you played KOTOR on, or the Old Republic online? I have, yeah. Any thoughts? It was, honestly, it was it was a little bit like how we talked about before, about just becoming a Jedi, right? Yeah. So, I like that aspect of it. But with, like, with any MMO RPG, there's a point where it just becomes too much. Like there's no, I feel like with MMORPGs, there's almost no ending. I feel yeah. like games need an ending. Oh, exactly, exactly. Which is kind of how... It's how I feel about Destiny and The Division. I just I just can't, like, you know, where's the end point when you stop enjoying it? I'm like, yeah, no, but where is the actual end point? You know, like, achievement yeah. completed, perhaps? For me, the end point of an MMORPG is having the best possible gear. Right. Right? And that's yeah. it. It's when it gets to that point, it takes so long. Yeah. And there's a lot there's usually a lot of luck involved, which again comes back to us being like don't involve yeah. luck in this. Yeah. So. Yeah. I played um, um, the Old Republic online for like 
two hours. I thought it yeah, was, I, didn't play it for long. I thought it was like decent, and I think if you were starving for that, then like it probably does a really good job. But again, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm I'm not that invested in MMORPGs because there is no end point, and that scares me. So the idea of them excites me. It's just as soon as I get far enough, I'm like, right, well, I'm good now. I don't need to do much more than this. Yeah. Like, well, again, I, it all comes down to the uh, idea, you know, what the actual idea of the game is as well. Well, this this links to Mark's next question, which is that we haven't talked that much about MMORPGs in general. Mm. So we want to know how we both feel about them. Games like WoW, EVE Online, Terra, etc. Mm. Um, so I played WoW for, I think, like a month straight, like six years ago, and I loved it. Like, I could, like, that is definitely a game that I could play forever. And I think there's a reason why it has the reputation it has. But again, I think we've kind of just touched on it, you know, like for me, there's no end point. Um, I haven't got the friendship base to play any of those games with, which is definitely a factor. And Mm. I like to start an experience and end an experience. And I think for a game like Destiny 2 or The Division 2, I think it would have to be the achievement list because what else would that, like for you, it's gear. For me, it's the achievement list because there's no other end point in our minds i can't play something with knowing that it never ends it's like watching a film that never ends you why would you start it i guess my exceptions to this are probably games like division and destiny games that have an end game which is basically the game after the end right it's like sure. the sort of it's the continuing it's get the getting you know higher level stuff like that i do appreciate that when it comes to games but sure. mmo mmo are basically that but the entire time, sure. Like yes, there may there may be like a storyline that you follow, but it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a campaign. It just sort of feels like you're playing the end game of a game the entire time, which can be a bit naff sometimes. I will yeah. say that there was there's one game that I played, a MMO type game that I played that I to this day I'm pissed off that it's not around anymore. <laughs> like I played it until the servers shut down. Let's just say that, right? And it was a game called Marvel Heroes. Do you remember this game? Yeah, yeah, we've we've talked about it. So yeah, Marvel Heroes is probably my favourite game that I've. I will say it's up there. You know, it's like probably one of my favourite games I've ever played. And I was so annoyed when they shut it down like two years ago. I think not been like July two years ago. Re- that long ago? I think so. Yeah, it was a while it was like ago. Last year. I think it was when just before Thor Ragnarok came out. Oh so it might have even been. It might have even oh. been longer. Um, but that game came out, oh god, I want to say like 2010. I don't even know, I might have to look at this up. Uh, and they tried, they tried, you know, we said before, they tried bringing it back, and but it didn't do, didn't do that well. Okay, okay, it came out 2013, that's when it came out. So it's around for maybe five years. Yeah. Um, it seemed to be like almost a direct competitor to DC Online, so to speak. But it was, it was a lot better, I'd say, like okay, in my fair. mind. Yeah, it was like it, it was one of those games that definitely met my expectations of like wanting what to play want? as as Marvel heroes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put yeah. I put so much money and time into that game. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that it kind of pissed me off. I was like, oh, you're just gonna you're just gonna shut this thing down? Oh, well, that goes all my time. I mean, what? the thing is, I, I appreciated it for what it was, you know, the amount of time I put into it after all that time. So I was I was happy that I managed to get what time I had with it in the end. So. Yeah, and you enjoyed the t- like you say, you enjoyed the time we had. Oh god, I, I still think about it every day. I'm not honestly. I think about it every day. I which miss that game. So which hero much. did you play? All of them. 
All I right. got to max level with every character, oh and there was there's probably about 100 characters you could play as. Oh my! How do you not get bored? Oh, uh, dude, music helped. The 1975. <laughs> I listened to those albums probably like a thousand times. Honestly. You like the 1975? I love the 1975. Yeah. What? Jay? What? Do you like music? Yeah. What the hell, dude? And I, I love the 1975. They're brilliant. What? I'm kind of they, they don't even play instruments. What do you mean? Of course they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Well, they do, but they don't. <laughs> you make me what? laugh. I can't believe you just figured that out. I love the 975. I've listened to them since well, their first album. What? Yeah. My dude, my since since high school, I'd say since since probably middle school, my my um, music tastes of very you know spread out quite a bit their covers are right okay um <laughs> well nick's got something new they have a 26 minute song do they yeah called you to be honest, i haven't listened to their new stuff yet which i'm annoyed about i just i haven't got into the mood for it oh yeah so it's just indie rock it's weird like um, there's there's definitely like i feel like the album has a really good flow Sure. All of their albums have a great flow. Like you listen to it from, it's not you can't listen to it song by song. You have to listen to it from start to end. Okay, okay. Fine. It really what? is like watching a film, like listening to a story. It's brilliant. They, it's so Mommy, well done. What? Oh, whoa, wow. Okay. Well, last thing I'll say on MMORPGs is, I think. Oh, do you know what? Actually, Jay, when I was editing last week, I realized how much I say so, and I think. <laughs> well, maybe well, I don't matter. That's fine. Yeah, I don't really care. The, the thing that I like about MMORPGs is that they have this enormous world and player base which you can tap into and explore and meet and learn about. And I think that's really cool that you can at any point dive into Final Fantasy fourteen and just explore a whole new world, literally, for, for 300 hours. I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah, fourteen. I've sort of looked at, but because you have to pay for, it, I don't like subscription-based stuff sure. too much like that. Because Marvel Heroes definitely wasn't subscription-based, and I absolutely loved it. So was it one-off purchase? Oh, I think it was free. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Fair. And technically, you could get every character in game for free, but you could buy them as well. I mean, you could get every character in game if you've played it long enough. That was like a sure. currency yeah. that you could eventually get round to buying them all, but. Yeah, it would take you a bloody long time to do that. So you bought some of them. I bought quite a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last thing that your Mark says is he's addicted to an Android mobile game called Mystic Re- Mystic Realm. He certainly is. He's talking to me about it a lot. <laughs> and he's just started getting back into Ubisoft's Mighty Quest uh, brackets for Epic Loot. I, I haven't heard of that. Uh-huh. And, uh, is that a game? It certainly is. Okay. Uh, also out now on iOS is the very nice War of the Visions, Final Fantasy, Brave, Exvius, which I'm loving mm-hmm. as the music is so good. Can you tell me your favourite mobile games? So, uh, firstly, Mark, I don't play mobile games because they don't do it for me. Uh, so what phone do you have? I have an iPhone 11. Okay. I just, Jay, I just can't, like... Do you know what the issue is, mate? What's that? Every company and console need to understand that i love the meta game and the, the, the meta game if the, the switch 
not having a trophy or achievement system drives me nuts. Oh, I see. Okay. Like, if they had any form of outside progression that they could track, I would buy a Switch, like, next week. Yeah, I have one, but I got it for Pokemon. That was my main sure. reason. <laughs> and I still yeah. want to get uh, Marvel Alliance 3 on there as well at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't play mobile games. I don't find them as good as console games. Um, although I'm, I'm like we spoke about before, I think the standards definitely improving, especially with Fortnite. Oh, tell me about it. There's a few that have come out recently that have blown both mine and my dad's minds. Really? Like they, well, they're getting up there. The the quality is very good. Like they're definitely like PC quality, MMORPGs. Okay. Some of them. How do you play? Is it easy to play on the phone? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's easier. It's just different. No, it's not easy. Sorry, just easy. Is it like, is it easy to play? Yeah, it's not. It's not awful. Okay. So what, Jay? What are some of your favorite mobile games? Well, I think we talked about it a lot in the first couple of ones, which was Seven Deadly Sins. That was that's yeah. probably my favorite one at the minute. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, I mean, there is. I don't really have any other ones. This any game that's like that that requires you to to summon or you know open like a box that allows you to get new characters i love games that have that and that you know allow you to level them up and add gear to them and grind for stuff like that i love games that are like that but other than that i don't really play too many um mobile games like if they're like a like angry birds i guess (laughs) like angry birds is a classic right sure sure so anything like that is is great too like, I feel like there's some games that just sort of lend themselves to being um, classics. Uh, MOBAs are good too, actually. There's a few MOBAs you can get on uh, on uh, on mobile. Mobile, yeah. It's definitely an expanding platform. I'd it's taken a long time, though. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of the reason that games suffer from it is because there's like 500 billion of, billion of them on the platform. So it's difficult for me as someone who's never played a mobile game to go on that and find the definitive mobile game that I would enjoy. Pokemon Masters was pretty good, actually. I, I enjoyed that. Masters? Yeah, Pokemon Masters on, on mobile. And Pokemon Go as well. Pokemon Go great, is huge. Great mobile games. Yeah, Pokemon Masters was essentially like playing Pokemon, but you had three characters that you played with. And each character had a dedicated Pokemon that was like their Pokemon. Yeah. And you sort of you made your way through a campaign and you did certain moves and stuff. That's cool. D- yeah, that was fun. For you know, a little while. like <laughs> the kind of polish on mobile games is that pretty good now? Like, do, do they glitch a lot and stuff and become unresponsive and stuff? I haven't. The only problem I've ever had with a mobile game is it crashing because my phone couldn't handle it. Okay. <laughs> Got you. So no glitches, no nothing. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Well, thank you for writing in, Mark. As always, you can anyone can email in at the, to the TGO show at contact at thegameopinion.co.uk because we like the fact we're from Britain. Um, <laughs> Jay, what will you be doing this week? Oh, God. Actually, having this conversation has been quite handy. Good. It sort of made me think, well, do I want to go back and play AC? Do I want to play... Um, Wolfenstein 2, do I just want to continue grinding on Chaos Bane and Borderlands? Like, what do I do? What do you want to do? Oh, I don't know, man. I think I'm about to just check my back. I did actually check my back catalogue on my PlayStation. And that's how I found Chaos Bane again. So I'm about to double check on, on Xbox as well. 
Fair. Yeah. Fair. I might even actually get Marvel Alliance 3. I've been sort of thinking about getting that game for about any, six, seven months now. Any movies or TV shows or books you think you might read? or? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's some movies. Uh, I actually follow sort of some like Twitter movie cinematic cinephile type profiles who sort of, you know, show you movies that you haven't seen that you probably should watch. So I'll probably have a look at that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, there's so many films that are, that are classics that I haven't seen yet, so I need to get around to watch them. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I've, um, I'm have i watching, like, trying to watch a film every day. Like uh, Reservoir Dogs, I still haven't seen. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Uh, Godfather, I technically still haven't watched properly. Yeah, same, yeah. You know, just, like, classic films, I just need to watch. Yeah. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah, I'm the same. I watched uh, Terminator 2 for the first time a few days ago. Oh, wow, yeah. That was good. Yeah, enjoyed so that. what what ones have you uh, got off your list then? Recently, I watched Terminator 2, Wall Street, uh, Martian. And... Uh, you hadn't seen Wall Street? No. Oh, God. What do you think of that? Um, I really like... I really like Michael Douglas in it, and I think the script's fantastic. But I didn't find Charlie Sheen that convincing as a character. Hang on. Which film are we talking about? Not Wolf of Wall Street. Wall Street. Oh, okay. That's why I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen Wall Street. I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, no. Wall Street's, uh, Wall Street's from, like, 1987, something like that. Okay, fair enough. I've seen Wolf of Wall Street as well. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah. say I could probably give you a good list of films to watch. Actually, mate, it's so many. It's, it's yeah, it's crazy. I'm hoping though, like a lot of these films, I will never feel the need to watch again. You know, like I'm never going to watch Terminator Two again. You know. Yeah, I'm kind. Of, I'm like that with a lot of films too. Actually. Yeah. So I'm glad about that though, because there are some films that sort of lend themselves to be being watched once, and that's it. Exactly. I do think The Revenant is in that group for me, I think. I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. It's real good, mate. Yeah, I know. I still need to get in the right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, thank you for your time, Jay. I'll probably just be watching The Sopranos, I imagine. Um, of course. Thank you for your contributions and yeah. your interesting takes and debates and furthermore, impressions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the end of the TGO show. Thanks all for listening.